Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number five of season two of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape COO. Hello, everyone. And I just realized we are in season two. I uh, That kind of snuck up on me. <laughs> kind of forgot about that. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, progress. <laughs> I know. And continuing our forward progress. I know. So today we're going to go in the weeds uh, on uh, some easy ways to generate leads. So this should be um, interesting to lots of people out there. Yeah, and I think... Well, what we'll do, uh, obviously, we always cover three points on these podcasts, but um, the first one uh, or the first point that we're going to get in the weeds on is really you need to get to know your buyers. Because uh, if you think about it, if you don't know your buyers intimately or you don't know them well enough, it's going to be really difficult for you to be able to attract their attention or, or even get on their radar for them to, to even move beyond step zero, right? So, and, and I can't, there's probably like a huge percentage which is you know mathematically correct right Jeff yeah that's very precise yeah yeah but there's, mm-hmm. there's a large percentage of people when I start talking to them about understanding their buyers typical comment is oh we we know our buyers but but do they really you know a lot of the time when I ask who are your buyers who do you do business with I get that they regurgitate a bunch of demographic information to me, which doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Like we skew 50% male and 50% female. Ooh, that's really telling. What is that? You know, that doesn't really let you know much about your buyers. What I'm talking about is like getting into more of that, the psychographics of uh, understanding or psychographic understanding of who those buyers are. Like what are their motivations? What concerns do they have about your product or service or your company? What type of resistance might they have to even considering your product solution or company? What questions are they gonna have during the different funnel stages? That's when I say funnel stages, I'm talking about the awareness stage when they have some type of pain or symptom, but they don't necessarily know what the problem is. Uh, that that's it's really important. Then we get into the consideration stage. So they've named their problem, and now they're considering what their different options are and who they're going to choose to be able to help them solve that problem. Or you know the decision stage where where they really want to have those consultations or reach out and talk to somebody. We need to understand that. We ultimately need to understand where they hang out online because how are we going to be able to capture their awareness or gain their attention if we don't know where they hang out to be able to go and participate in those conversations? Critically important. Everybody says, well, you know, our buyers are unique. And again, not everyone, I exaggerate, but a large portion of people say that. Like, or, or our business is unique. Yeah. Or, yeah. Our yeah. business is unique. Our customers are unique. You know, they don't go to the internet and search for what it is that we have. And, and then you turn the tables and say, well, uh, so let's think about your last purchase. What was the first thing you did? And they say, I went to Google. Mm-hmm. And, and in some cases, they, they aren't even able to, to decipher or catch themselves. But 
but everybody does that. The next thing is, you know, once you understand where they hang out online, you have the ability to voyeuristically observe the conversations that they're having with other people that are just like them and start to identify what problems they have, what solutions they're seeking or what outcomes they actually desire. And when you start to understand that stuff, then you can start to do something with the information. You can connect with them, but you can also understand how to create relevant content that's going to move them further into that buying decision. Right. And we'll get more to that uh, after this next point. But once you know your buyers, um, that's that's all well and good, but they don't necessarily know you. Uh, so the next point in, in kind of getting easy ways to generate leads is to prove your credibility. Um, you know, with everyone starting that that uh, buying process out with a with a trip to the search engine uh, reviews, especially on Google, Bing, uh, Facebook, even uh, are critically important. And depending on your business type, maybe there's you know Yelp or those other platforms out there where people, you know, we we're all in this two directional transactional world of hey, I'm upset, I'm going to go leave a review uh, of you, and there are platforms platforms to do that. And so, you know, we've we've dealt with many clients in the past where, you know, it, it could be, um, you know, where they haven't had a whole bunch of reviews, but the reviews they do have are negative. Um, so, how do you get those better reviews? I mean, the simple answer is ask for them, right? Once you have a good uh, experience and you've got, if you have more customers and, and if you're still in business after a while, you've got to have more good customers than bad, um, ask for those reviews. Do a small email campaign. Ask for those reviews to pump up uh, those those, uh, those star ratings for you. But uh, but just ask for them. It's a great way to, to start to get more leads in the door once people see you're a, you know, oh, a three star, oh, I don't know, four star, oh, it seems pretty good. Five star, hey, you know, now we're getting somewhere. But um, but don't be afraid of the bad reviews either. As long as you reply, be transparent about it um, and, and explain the situation. More often than not, research has shown uh, people are actually more apt to buy from a company that has a few negative uh, reviews than they are from someone who has all positive. So, uh, and by all means do not ever go out there and have all of your employees go rate you uh people see through that uh very very quickly so uh but uh, but proving your credibility is is really important and reviews are kind of an external way uh external just being on um, property that you don't own uh to do that and the other then is okay so you you've got a four and a half star rating and you click through to the website and now the website looks like crap uh, you're going to lose your credibility. It's going to go right out the door. Um, I can't tell you how many times it could have, I don't know, could have been the best company on the planet, but I had trouble finding what I needed. Um, you know, I had to, there were many dead ends in, in paths as I was researching. I actually did it a couple years ago for a hot tub cover. Um, looked at tons of different websites. I, I got this hot tub used from my neighbor. Didn't know the first thing about covers. Apparently, they're all custom. Um, I kind of just thought there was like, hey, order a hot tub cover, but they're all custom. And so I did my research. I kind of started just searching for hot tub covers. And, um, you know, the company I ended up buying from made the user, the user experience was such that 
because I didn't know what I was doing necessarily, they made me confident that I was doing the right thing, that what I was ordering um, was correct and and that I had the right measurements. Um, and they were all transparent about shipping costs and lead time and that this was custom manufactured and I couldn't return it. All that stuff was up front. Um, you know, and after that, I mean, they, they were not the cheapest either by any means. It was, they just gave me a good experience on their site and made me feel confident in the product. So, um, another way to, to get those leads again is through that, uh, proving your credibility. That's kind of through reviews and, and just a good, a good website. But the other thing, you know, I mentioned there was dead ends. Um, that's kind of the next thing you've got to do to get good leads is you got to give them something to do on the website. Right. And one, one other thing about credibility, and I think the, the agency world is, is a perfect example of that. Like in the, in the beginning days when digital was just getting going and, and I would, you know, you'd be in a pitch with a traditional agency, they always display all of the big logos of the big brands that they'd have ever done business to or done business with. You know, they, they might have, you know, like designed a business card for a corporation like Amway and they've got their logo in this big huge area like implying that they've helped Amway grow their business so significantly to be a you know 10 billion dollar organization when it's just a little piece Amway don't sue us all rights reserved (laughs) but but, uh, but like that used to be okay they would just display the logos and nobody would dig any deeper so if you think about that how much credibility does it get when you see a big page full of big logos there's a certain amount of credibility but the internet especially these days where everything is fake news and there's all these different you know nobody believes anything there's a definitely a crisis in trust people are going to want to look beyond those logos so think about sharing relevant examples of how you helped an organization and what the outcome was and the steps that you went through that shows that you have a critical thought process to go through and actually get the work done and by uh, somebody else coming on the website and observing that and consuming that content that you they you're helping them get way over that credibility barrier and now they're just trying to determine whether they feel like you can work together with it right yeah so on to that next point what jeff was talking about about those dead ends any, if you go through your entire website and do an audit, and if you find any pages of content where you've got all this wonderful narrative that just brings them along, tells them the whole story, and then at the very end of the page of content, you leave them hanging, and there's nothing there for them to do as far as the next step, you should highlight all of the copy on that page, hit backspace, delete it, and just <laughs> get rid of it. Because if you're not going to have a call to action, if you're not going to think about what the visitor on your website wants to do next or what outcome or what type of tool or offer you can create for them, you're, you're just creating a frustrating experience and they're not going to want to have anything to do with you. They're going to hit that next button over there up in the upper left-hand corner and go right into the arms of your competitor. So make sure that you're anticipating exactly what the next logical step is for them in providing. Is it a link so that they can sign up for a webinar? Is it where they want to download an ebook? 
Is it where they're in the decision stage and they want to have a time to sit down and talk out their situation with a salesperson and determine whether you're that person? Whatever it is, do not miss out. Like I've seen a lot of people that blog consistently and they'll have two or three blog posts that drive a thousand or two thousand visitors to their website on a monthly basis. And and they don't have any call to action on that blog post, they're not taking advantage of it. If you go through and you do an analytics review on your content and find that you're getting a large amount of traffic to a blog post and you've got nothing there, if you go in and put a really good relevant call to action on that page, you may find out that 1% of those 2,000, and I'm not really great at math, but I think it's 20, <laughs> all of a sudden you've got 20 leads just by being thoughtful and thinking about the experience that you're delivering. So it's not very common complicated, but you have to understand who it is that you're talking to and you've got to know what it is that's going to be valuable for them to take advantage of so that you can actually create that lead. Right. Yeah. And make sure that that whatever that offer is, whether it's booking a meeting or, um, you know, downloading some content offer or watching a video, whatever, um, ask for their information at that point and make sure that the thing that you're offering is worth that email address. Right. Everyone uh, is pretty protective of those. Uh, I don't think I'm the only one who has my my uh, my spam email address and my other email addresses. <laughs> so, um, but regardless, I still check my spam email address every once in a while, and uh, and there's some good some good stuff in there. But um, so yeah, that's. Um some some quick ways to generate some leads, some things to, to pay attention to. Uh, we talked about uh, getting to know your buyers and really understanding them, um, taking their questions and considerations into account. Uh, that really leads to our last point, um, skipping over the middle one here, of, of what content to create. What create content that addresses their questions, their concerns, uh, their reasons for not buying from you. And then uh, prove your credibility through reviews, ask for reviews and ratings, uh, and then offer them a good website experience. So Yeah, don't just have a brochure site. That doesn't work. Right. Keep creating more and more content that shows the depth of your knowledge and understanding of their problem domain. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to us yet again. Uh, be sure to head on over and check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds. Or you can visit our social channels, actually, and you can visit our social channels at wearemindscape using the hashtag in the weeds podcast. You can let us know what, what other topics you'd like us to cover or provide any feedback, or you can send us an email at in the weeds at wearemindscape.com and let us know what you'd like to hear, or even let us know if you'd like to be a guest on our show. Ooh, a new call to action. Yes. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode. Bye everyone. <laughs>